Welcome to the Me, My Thoughts, and Eyes podcast, a podcast that's a collection of random thoughts from the scatterbrain. I am your host, Jinx, and listener discretion may be advised. Folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape and don't nobody want to hear, but it's like this the South got something to say. That's all I got to say. Bo, I got so much reading I need to get done. Word. Well, you know, maybe it'll be helpful if you, you know, stop scrolling through Twitter and maybe pick a book or article up. True, 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 true. I hear you, dog. I hear you. But counterpoint. Twitter technically is reading, you know what I'm saying? We all know Virginia is on fire right now with with all the blackface that, um, if you didn't know, the governor and not the lieutenant governor, but I think the person under him um, have been exposed for wearing blackface in the high school yearbooks and, and all that. And I mean, for many of us, this stuff is not surprising. I know for some people, oh my gosh, these were medical students wearing blackface in 1980s Clemson happened in 2007 like people still wear blackface to this day white people of course and uh I forget the old white lady name who just got fired from like NBC or one of them things for being like oh blackface is not that big of a deal like it happens every year quit acting surprised this ain't nothing new also quit acting like Virginia ain't been the seat of confederacy like it's hella racist it's been hella racist but I digress. I'm not going too deep into that. Just something that sort of um, bothered me a little bit. So this morning I was watching CNN um, a little bit and I can't remember which segment it was and, and who the people were talking about it. But I um, I do need to find out and I will update once I, I figure that out and, and link the uh, clip if I can as well. But um, on, on this segment... Um, this morning, there were a little roundtable talking about a lot of different things, mostly this whole uh, the Governor Northup and blackface stuff. And there were two black women on the panel, but one black woman in particular who one black woman was, a, I think, a Republican politician. But the other one, she I cannot remember her name. I need to find that. But I believe she um, sounds like she was over some, uh, you know, social justice organization. And she said something that was which she spoke the truth a lot. And but she was talking about how, you know, this is an anti-black issue. And um, something was said, I, I guess that made her make that clear. Like, you know, it's not just a people of color issue. This is specifically an anti-black issue. Right. Which is the truth. And I feel it because it's like you get tired of people co-opting anti-black uh, issues and attacks as just a people of color thing. And don't get me wrong, I stand up, you know, I stand for all marginalized people across the board, not just across race, sex, um, ableism, etc. You know what I'm saying? And, but I, I feel it, like it does get irritating at times when it feels like people are trying to dance around a topic when it's something that's anti-black, it's specifically harmful and racist against 
us and people want to kind of like bring it to being like, oh, well, all people of color are, this is hurting all of us. And like, so this brings me to uh, NPR's podcast, It's Been a Minute, hosted by Sam Sanders. Um, and they do like a weekly roundup of different things. Um, I don't listen to a lot. It's been sitting in my, my subscribe for a minute. So today was just sort of like my first time actually checking it out. And in this, he, to talk about uh, Northam and the blackface, he wanted to get a Virginian to talk about it. And so he calls in this woman who is uh, subscribed as white passing, right? She says she's Argentinian and Iranian, right? Uh, so her parents are there immigrant so she is like a first generation immigrant child who is from northern virginia so basically out here in the dmv um so she like he you know reaches out to her to have talk about this experience in virginia and racism and and talk about northam and um, she made valid points that she had a great interesting story um in in a way and uh she brought up some points about the fact that since she's you know white passing she's been able to like see people's true colors when they think no one else is around that's cool and all but this is an anti-black issue this is a point to bring in black virginians which there are a lot of to talk about um you know how this affects us you know how this affects them particularly you know what i'm saying like this is a this blackface is an attack on black people not uh, white passing Iranian artesian people like once again nothing against her and her race but it's like this is a perfect opportunity to bring black people now granted Sam Sanders the host of It's Been a Minute is a black man that's cool but the piece wasn't on you talking about it you were reaching to someone else of Virginia to talk about it and I just feel like that was a missed opportunity to bring in black people black Virginians to talk about this issue of black virginian not black virginian but um virginian political leaders wearing blackface as whole as adults like that was a missed opportunity for me and so that's why i'm thinking like man i gotta find a woman's name who from cnn this morning but that's why i was feeling because i i don't know that just kind of got to me a little bit it's just like yo this is a black issue i mean i get it racism affects more than just black people we're not saying that but specifically especially in this country like the darker the buried the stronger the hate you know so and this is blackface not brown face not uh you know yellow face or anything which are real things too and definitely need to be addressed so once again i'm not just diminishing anyone else's issues it's just that you bring in someone who's does not identify as black and also identifies as white passing to talk about blackface and it's like there was no other black virginians you could have reached out to like come on bro come on so update the woman i was referring to earlier um was uh, her name is nina turner and she is the president of an organization called our revolution and from just what i see out of a quick glance at the website our revolution seems to be a uh organization aimed at political revolution um, I got the episode is from State of the Union, uh, a CNN show, and I'll link below the YouTube to that whole episode, which is about 
almost 40, like 37 minutes, but she starts coming in and talking at like about the 27 minute mark. So I will link that below. Should be illegal to allow these Girl Scouts out here and slinging this crack right in front of the grocery store. Daggone shame. I go in here to buy fresh veggies and then I get greeted at the door with delicious diabetes. Can't take this. I mean, hope they got some tag alongs. Gotta do a big shout out to the homie Rain of Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, the hardest working man in podcasts. Uh, I was so uh, gracious and, and lucky to be on one of his many shows, A Deadly Class Act. Uh, I guess it's two weeks ago at this point now, where we reviewed episode four of the sci-fi show Deadly Class. It's a great time. It's a great show. Definitely enjoy being on there. Uh, once again, appreciate you, Rain, for hitting me up. You know, I was definitely like about half sleep and then got the message. I was like, for sure, let's do this. But yeah, check that out. Listen to us. I'll make sure I link it below. Uh, Rain does a lot over there on um, Carefree Black Nerd. He reviewed, mostly right now, he's reviewing a lot of different shows. So we got Deadly Class Act. Black Lightning Matters, uh, Titans, he reviewed um, DC streaming to show Titans, Riverdale, trying forgetting a few others. Uh, he also goes through and talks about comic book and review comic book characters and, and all that. I think he's been mostly focused on the shows lately, but yeah, definitely go check him out. I'll link the episode below. Go through that. Appreciate it. And check out Deadly Class if you ain't watching. Let us know what you're thinking about it if you're watching or if you pick it up. It's a dope show, I think. So, what we think. So, yeah. So, Aaron Magruder, creator of the Boondocks comic strip and TV show, has started back getting into the strip game. Uh, shout out to my homie Sam for putting me on notice because um, I have been actually wanting. I'm a fan, well, a fan of both the show and the strip. Um, but definitely was thinking like it would be dope if he started coming back with the comic strip and lo, lo and behold he has uh, he has at least a few out there that he started putting out this month they are for whatever reason I guess he's cool with Charlemagne the God and so um, host of or one of the hosts of the Breakfast Club uh, morning show radio show and so Charlemagne has been posting them on his account um I just read them. I went and looked up an article and I read them all through there. But so if you don't have Charlemagne's Instagram, I think it's see the God or, or whatever. Or you can just Google and open up. I think I'll link below the, the I think it was a complex article that had them in there so that if anybody wants to read them, um, you know, it's cool. It's It's been a while. You could tell he's trying to, uh, you know, work those muscles out. I think he even said in the message that, um, you know, he's just trying to get back in the spirit, I guess, and see if he could still do it. And also, I think he's probably going to set up his own Instagram. But until he gets that together, that's why they're being posted through Charlemagne. But, you know, so from reading them, um, it's like maybe four or five that or five or six that I saw. A few of them all were revolving around Uncle Ruckus, um, I guess, working, working for the Trump camp administration and being involved in the Russian collusion and all that. Those were, yeah, they were all right. I, you know, they weren't impressed by, 
they didn't do anything by me. But then there was a couple other ones. One with uh, in regards to Mute R. Kelly and, and Granddad. And the other one with um, featuring Riley and Huey. Those were pretty cool. Um, like I said, I can tell he's kind of getting back in it. It's been maybe like 20 years since he last did the strips. I forgot exactly when those started. I mean, stopped maybe like the early 2000s at the latest. I'm, I'm pretty sure they stopped uh, a few years before the actual TV show came out. And even then, it's been a while since the show. I don't know what Magruder's been doing since then, but... That the art style looks, I feel like, a little more animated, which that was always kind of one of the draws about Boondocks anyway, is that it's, you had these black characters drawn in anime style, but at least the one with um, Huey and Riley, it looked to me a little extra cartoonish. Not saying that was a bad thing, but I was like, okay. This was up. I see the new design. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any like super deep critique just putting out there for anybody that's a fan of the show or and or comic strip definitely go back and and read uh his comics i do have like all of the volumes of collections i might be missing one of, of the strips but i haven't read them picked them up in a while but i've definitely read them quite a few times i enjoy them i know his work is not flawless by any means but um definitely some some good black comedy to uh indulge within if once again if you like it um just pubbing that as magruder and the boondocks have definitely been a uh influence on me and especially wanting to get my own strip out there which i have uh a couple of them out there i put two on the twitters uh i need to post a third one i had together i do need to get back to redrawing the rest of the scripts i have just time but glad to see he's back hopefully he really gets back into flexing that muscle and working it out and putting out some good stuff and some great content. Be be curious to see. Hopefully he's not dated in terms of his views at this point because obviously different climate now versus early 2000s, late 90s and all that. So be curious to hear what he has to say and, and how it's received, honestly. that's Yeah, I'm just curious to see how his work is going to be received as well by other by the masses is it too late does he not have it anymore you know but time will tell i just want to share a little bit of my black ass joy um that came from this month so in class, in one of my classes, um, African-American issues and communication, we've been reading a lot about um, just negative stereotypes. So a few different books just talking about the Aunt Jemima's, still your mammies. Uh, well, one of them is called like Tom's Coons, Mammies, Mulattoes and Bucks. Yeah. So just talking about just the history of all these uh, negative stereotypes of us through film mostly then another book um it's called aunt jemima uncle ben and rostis blacks and advertising yesterday tomorrow today and tomorrow which is same concept but looking at the advertising um realm so starting honestly as early as slave advertisements or advertisements for enslaved people buying selling looking for runaways um so as early as the 1700s which 
kind of blew me when I first read it. It's not surprising because I know slavery was an institution. It was a business. So it's not surprising that like there were advertisements. But I think that was really just the first time like I had read about it. But anyway, so that book goes up from there to just talking about different representations um, up until the 90s, early 90s when it was written. And it spends a lot of time talking about uh, Aunt Jemima as far as being, well, she is one of the most recognizable brands and um, just one of the strongest depictions out there of a mammy and all of this. And uh, we read another book too, but I remember that one off top. But anyway, so just been reading a lot about these terrible depictions. And then this movie or this documentary, excuse me, drops um i guess a couple weeks ago at this point on shutter which is a streaming app for horror movies and this documentary is called horror noir and it is dope basically going through those same concepts mostly on the um film side of course but through the lens of horror movies and i just thought it was i don't know i just really enjoyed it. i thought it was a really good documentary um i definitely suggest for anyone to check that one out if you can i know shutter is like an obscure um streaming platform i don't technically have shutter i have well i have it but i have verb i have it through the ways of verb it has a bunch of different channels so that just happened to see it pop up one day and then i saw people were talking about it the next day so i'll double back to it and it is really good um is based off of a book that came out in 2011 by dr robin means i believe and so this one is like i said it's just going through starting with um birth of a nation which that's been coming up in a lot of my texts um period lately but birth of a nation has been like one of these first uh theatrical films and it has the blackface and saying how that's just kind of like even for black people that movie is sort of a um uh, a horror film and and by the way f woodrow wilson uh you know he he supported it and you know that movie helped bring out the the rise of the clan or at least the revival of the ku klux klan and that man showed it on the white house lawn so you know you know all your presidents are terrible but that's another point um <laughs> anywho so yeah it, it goes from there and then it you know just starts talking about all kinds of representations in general. Um, they address the whole black people die first stereotype, which is actually debunked. And I remember watching, I think it's a YouTube channel called Couch Tomato, where a guy debunked it a couple of years ago. Um, but so they're addressing it like the black person does die first, but like not all the time because we serve this other purpose. Like we sometimes we got to hang around because we got to be the big bad that the big bad monster uh kills so like we might survive to the end or we might die later something else that i've noticed in a few films that um but i don't know i have to look into it more to see if it's just a thing but i sometimes i feel like the black person might not die first but like they have the most brutal death um i was thinking about one of these um sharknado-esque movie so not actual sharknado but something with sharks and a trailer park flooding 
I don't know. It was one black dude. He definitely wasn't nowhere near the first person to die. But I felt like with everyone else, when they got ate by the shark, it kind of was like a real quick cutaway. Like, oh, no. See the person in the water. You see the shark coming. They try to get away. See the shark come up. It's like a cutaway. And then you just see maybe the blood or the limbs or something like that and floating in the water. Whereas when the black dude died, that's where they spent like five minutes just showing him getting ate and screaming and blood and getting all bloody. So that might be something to research later on. Um, within horror, and I would say action too, because I think the black guy die first, dies first uh, trope actually comes from the horror film. I mean, the action genre. Um, either Cisco or Ebert, one of those two uh, classic you know, film critiquers, one of them made that comment one time and then it just started getting uh, thrown over to the horror. But I digress. I'm way off topic. Anyway, I've liked this documentary a lot. You know, maybe shine up for Shutter 7 Day Trial to watch it. I don't know if it's going to be put out on anywhere else. I'll link the um, uh, trailer below so you can check it out, see if that's something to look at. It's just real interesting. They cover black exploitation. You know, Scream, Jackley Scream. They talk, or Jordan Peele, because it's on it. So they talk about things up as recent as Get Out. So it's really, really interesting documentary. Um, and Tenerife Du, who is a writer and um, also featured in a documentary. And I think she executive produced the documentary as well. She actually was here well, last weekend or last week from uh, the day that this pod drops and with uh, writers in K. Jameson and Area D. Matthews. And that was a dope event. So this is kind of like part two of the Black Joy. Um, it, they were here at the Fogger Shakespeare Library talking about Afrofuturism, well, reading some of their works, and then also there was a Q&A discussion, but the whole thing of it was Afrofuturism. So that was great, because all amazing writers got to hear them read some of their work, some of it uh, that's still, like, work in progress and not out just yet. You got to get some new books that are getting thrown in the queue at some point to get read, but got those signed. Uh, great, great, great event. So, great event and great documentary just wanted to share those and afrofuturism for those who don't know is basically black science fiction uh in layman's term for a good example that everyone will likely know if you don't shame on you is black panther that's very afrofuturistic um and has future in the name but it's not just about like looking to the future it's also about looking back to the past and and, and making like historical fiction and and talking about what the things we face then and, and potentially in the future as well. Um, so think of works like by Octavia Butler, um, Nettie Okafor, uh, excuse me, I'm probably butchered that name, but she has the Binti series, which I haven't read, but um, definitely has won some great awards and and gets a lot of praise, so it is on the list at some point. But yeah, Afrofuturism is dope. Um, and it was a dope event, and it's a dope documentary. So check them out. Check out the documentary and the work, people's work. All right.
Thank you for listening to the Me, My Thoughts, and Eyes podcast. You can find me wherever you like to listen. Anchor, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Thoughts and Eyes. That's I spelled E-Y-E-S. Check out my blog on WordPress, memythoughtsandeyes.wordpress.com. Feel free to send me an email at memythoughtsandeyes at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And feel free to hit me up with any feedback or criticisms you may have. Once again, thank you and be blessed.